Welcome to the Allegrativity Powercast with Allegra Sinclair. Get ready to punch fear in the throat, show up, and tell your story. Allegra Sinclair is here to help you become the powerful woman you are meant to be. It's finally time to get unstuck and reveal how fabulous you are. And it's time for your host, Allegra Sinclair. Hey, this is Allegra. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Fear of failure holds so many of us back because we're so afraid to fail that we are too afraid to even try and possibly succeed. So today I'm looking at some of the world's most famous failures in order to help encourage each of us that failing is not fatal and in failing really is a path to success. So I know nobody enjoys failing, but if you're letting a feel of failure sabotage your chances for success, that's a problem also. Because some women are so afraid to fail that they refuse to even try. However, failing to try is the only real failure. If you try something and fail, you can try again and eventually you'll succeed. However, I can guarantee you that if you don't try at all, your chances of success are zero. Now, there are many stories of people throughout history who have failed time and time again, but they didn't give up and their perseverance led them to success. So here are some stories about people who simply wouldn't quit after a failure. First, Babe Ruth. Now, when I say Babe Ruth, you don't immediately think failure, right? Babe Ruth was one of the most famous home run hitters in the history of baseball. He had 714 home runs when he ended his career in 1935. And that record stood until 1974 when Hank Aaron broke it, hitting his 715th career home run. But what some people don't know is that Babe Ruth, in addition to his home runs, also had 1,330 career strikeouts, right? You have to get at bat a lot to hit 714 home runs. And if you get to bat a lot, you're probably going to strike out a lot. So in addition to his 714 home runs, he had 1,300 strikeouts. However, he didn't let the strikeouts bother him. In fact, he once said, every strikeout brings me closer to the next home run. Famous failure number two, Harlan Sanders. Now, most of us know Harlan Sanders as Colonel Sanders, and he's famous for being the founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken or what's now called KFC. See, I'm old enough to remember when we actually called KFC Kentucky Fried Chicken, but I digress. The Colonel faced many hardships because his famous fried chicken wasn't an instant success. When he was trying to market his chicken recipe to restaurants, he was rejected 1,009 times. Now, I just want to put that in perspective because some of you, some of us have tried something four times and quit. He marketed his chicken recipe to restaurants 1,009 times. In 1952, he finally persuaded a restaurant owner in Utah to partner with him and they launched the first Kentucky Fried Chicken restaurant. By the early 1960s, there were over 600 locations in the United States and Canada. Suppose he'd quit after rejection number 109. I'm just saying, I have enjoyed many a Kentucky Fried Chicken meal, and I hesitate to think what would have happened if Colonel Sanders had quit. Failure number three, Albert Einstein. Now, the name Albert Einstein is now synonymous with genius, certainly not with failure, He's one of the most brilliant scientists who ever walked our earth. But lesser known fact, Einstein didn't speak until he was four years old and he didn't learn to read until he was seven. 
One of his teachers, when he was growing up, described him on paper, like in his permanent record, as mentally slow. Now, of course, we all know when he grew up, he went on to win the Nobel Prize in physics. He's credited with the theory of relativity, and he came up with probably the most famous math formula in history, E equals MC squared. Is that a math formula or a physics formula? Okay, he came up with the probably the most famous formula in history, E equals MC squared. We certainly don't think of him as a failure. Next, let's look at Henry Ford. Henry Ford, founder of Ford Motor Company, is famous for his innovations in manufacturing processes and coming up with the idea of the modern assembly line. Now, although he eventually achieved tremendous fame, fortune, and success in his lifetime, he also had several businesses early on that didn't make it. His previously failed businesses left him broke, I mean completely broke, five times before he found success with manufacturing cars. John Grisham, one of my favorite authors, in case you're not familiar with him, is a wildly successful author who has sold millions of books, many of which have been turned into movies that you've probably seen. But getting his first book published was difficult. His first book, A Time to Kill, was rejected by 28 different publishers before one publisher finally took a chance on him and printed 5,000 copies. That book has gone over, has gone on to sell millions of copies But after 28 rejections, one publisher finally took a chance on him. Sylvester Stallone, I'm not going to tell you who he is because everybody knows, but many of his fans aren't aware of the struggles he went through when he was trying to break into show business. In fact, he was so broke at one point that he had to sell his dog for $24 in order to pay his electric bill. Two weeks later, he wrote the script for Rocky and started trying to secure a movie deal. He was rejected over 1,500 times before United Artists Studio offered him $125,000 for the Rocky script. However, funny part of that story, the studio didn't want Stallone to star in the movie. Now, back in the 1970s, $125,000 was a huge amount of money. It's a lot of money today, but it was a huge amount of money in the 1970s. But Stallone refused. United Artists upped their offer to $250,000 and then to $325,000. But Stallone refused to accept the deal until they offered him the starring role in the movie. He eventually accepted a different deal that paid him just $35,000 and a percentage of the profits. Fortunately for him, Rocky went on to gross over $200 million. And the Rocky franchise, including all the sequels, has grossed over $1 billion. Now, I know all the examples that I've shared so far have been men, so here come the women. Lucille Ball, who's probably known in many camps as the funniest woman ever on television. She's also the first woman to run a major TV studio because she was in full control of Desilu Productions. And she has won every major entertainment industry award that there has ever been. However, her first films were failures. And in the 30s and 40s, she was dubbed the queen of the B-movie. Lucky for us, she didn't quit, but she went on to star in I Love Lucy and to break ground for lots of other women in the entertainment industry. Vera Wang. She's an insanely successful designer now. I think everybody who's everybody tries to get her to design their wedding gown, if nothing else. But her path to success was unconventional. She was originally a competitive figure skater, but she failed to make the 1968 U.S. Olympic figure skating team. 
Because she failed to make the team, she took a job as an assistant at Vogue in 1971, where she was then promoted to senior editor. And then after 15 years at the magazine, she was passed over for the editor-in-chief position. However, she ended up where she was supposed to be and is now an incredibly successful fashion designer. It's hard to think about the fashion world without her in it. But suppose she hadn't failed in her figure skating career. Or suppose she had been made editor-in-chief, editor-in-chief rather, Vogue. Would she then have gone on to become a fashion designer? We just don't know. Stephanie Meyer, author of the Twilight series, which has broken so many records. I think they're having to create new records just to talk about the series. But before the Twilight series, she faced rejection multiple times. She wrote over 30 letters to literary agencies and received rejections from all of them. However, luckily, one agent did take her on. And eventually, eight publishers bid on the rights to publish what is now a wildly successful series of Twilight books and movies, which has now earned her, as an author, a place on the 2001 Forbes Celebrity 100 list, which is the list of the top 100 celebrities based on their net worth. So what if she had stopped with any of those literary agencies who turned her down? And let's consider Chris Carr. In 2003, Chris was a 32-year-old New Yorker who was just living her life. But then a regular checkup at her doctor's office revealed she had a rare and incurable cancer in her liver and lungs. Instead of giving up and not even trying to fight the disease, which at that time was classified as incurable, she decided to challenge that diagnosis and took on cancer with a whole new nutritional lifestyle and turned her experience, horrible and frightening as it was, into a series of very successful self-help books and documentaries. Eventually, she launched her own wellness website, which is now followed by over 40,000 people. Today, she's celebrating a decade of thriving with cancer and is now known as one of the most prominent experts on healthy living. I'll make sure I include the link to her crazy, sexy cancer goddess site in the show notes. And before I go, what list would be complete without Oprah Winfrey. So before Oprah hosted the original Oprah Winfrey show that dominated daytime television for 25 years and then became the queen of her own media empire, she was demoted at one of her early jobs. After working as a news anchor on television in Baltimore for seven and a half months, she was put on morning TV, which was a significant step down in the TV world from her original role. However, she did meet her best friend, Gail, while working there in the demoted role in Baltimore. And her initial failure, you could argue, launched her into the career that we have now seen blossom and grow. And if you're lucky enough, you're seeing it up close and personal while she's on tour around the country right now. I didn't use all of these people, many of whom are from the entertainment industry, to say that your goals or dreams have to be on that scale or in that industry. If you're letting a fear of failure hold you back from accomplishing your dreams... I just want you to think about these examples and think how different would things have been if they had quit? How different will things be if you quit? How different will things be if you don't even try? See, if these folks had been afraid to fail, they wouldn't have gone on to achieve the incredible success that they have enjoyed and that we have enjoyed. If they didn't even try, they wouldn't have impacted their world and our world in the way that they have. If you don't try, you won't be able to have the impact on our world that you are destined to have. 
So accept that successful people embrace failure because they realize that there's no such thing as success without it. Check out the show notes for this episode on my blog at AllegraSinclair.com slash 22. And as always, feel free to join the conversation there and let me know your thoughts on some of our greatest failures. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time. Now you've been given permission to be more powerful and influence more people. If you've enjoyed this episode, please head over to AllegraSinclair.com slash iTunes and leave a review. It will help Allegra get the message out to more women that they can punch fear in the throat, show up, and tell their stories. We'll see you next time on the Allegrativity Powercast with Allegra Sinclair.